From WBHM News, I'm Andrew Yeager. If you grew up in Alabama, you might remember a teacher rolling in a TV cart to watch a movie about Helen Keller. She's an Alabama icon, but not many know her story beyond her disabilities. Touch, an opera commissioned by Opera Birmingham that premieres this evening, aims to fix that. WBHM's Kelsey Shelton reports on why they think the complicated story of Keller and her miracle worker, Ann Sullivan, needs to be told. During a recent rehearsal of Touch, Helen Keller's brother James stares antagonistically at his mother. Women can't, women won't, women don't vote. Women can't, women won't, women don't vote. Women don't vote. In this scene, he's chastising her for allowing Helen to join the suffragettes. James is infuriated by women wanting the right to vote, but he's even more upset by his mother's unwavering support of Helen. There is a directness of honesty that comes out of James. First it was you, then it was just an annoying younger sister, then it was a younger sister who stole all your attention. That's the director, Sarah Witzer. She wants the cast to get the dynamics of the Keller family just right. Fine, once again I'm invisible. Older sister, younger sister, whatever it is, she won. I lost. Touch is about Helen's later life, when romance and career shifts start to hurt her relationship with her interpreter, Anne Sullivan. Michelle Drever, who plays Anne, says viewers will leave with a new understanding of the legend of Helen and Anne. There is a story beyond water, Helen, water. Helen in particular, we see as a grown woman, you know, with thoughts, feelings, sexual desires, not just this symbol, of, you know, deafness and not being sighted. In touch, Helen is a three-dimensional character. She's an activist. She's conniving. She has sex. Allie B. Gorey plays Helen and says it gives her chills to play a character with a disability who has an identity outside of it. I'm an artist with a disability. I have low vision, and I've always been in roles where having a disability had to be either a secret or something that I had to maybe use as a part of what fuels me, but never comment on it on stage. Helen doesn't speak in the opera, but she's still given a voice. Her thoughts are represented through a chorus. Well, we'd like to think of it kind of like Inside Out, if you've seen that movie. Catherine Good is Helen's main voice. She says Helen's choir gives the character an agency that would be lost if she were silent. was Allie B acting, we would lose so much of her and her humanity and her personhood. And to lose Helen's sense of humanity would hurt the show, considering she experiences life so differently than able-bodied people. When your sense of touch is the main way you communicate, Gory says, all of your feelings become heightened. Like what we think it is to, to feel the butterflies, when your senses and your sense of touch is the most prickly thing about you. Touching is essential to this production. Viewers will see touching where they expect to, like when Helen uses Braille. But the director encourages the cast to literally touch each other throughout the show. Saying this out loud, more physical touch, 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 touch. She uses touch to keep the symbiotic connection between Helen and Anne always present on stage. Their codependent relationship is what inspired composer Carla Lucero. In fact, she says despite being able-bodied, Anne Sullivan is the one who lacks agency in their relationship. You know, in the airplane, they say you put the mask on yourself first and then put it on your child. Anne was always putting it on Helen until Anne runs out of oxygen. She says as Helen outgrows Anne, Anne has to figure out her place in the world. Almost like a parental relationship 
you know, to the point where the parent is like, I can't teach you anymore. This thinking leads Anne to holding Helen back. Anne's concerned about where the money's going to come from or if Helen gets married and, you know, isn't going out on the road anymore. Like, what happens to her life? Keith A. Wolfhughes is the general director of Hopper Birmingham. He was excited to take on Helen's story, not just because she's an Alabama legend, but because her story lends itself to opera. He wants to emphasize this is not a documentary. By combining music, by combining the power of the human voice and all of that, we're able to delve into that deeper human story that I think many people don't know specifically about Helen, but then just highlight that about the human condition in general, that someone with a disability does fall in love. Someone with a disability can change the world. Opera Birmingham plans on making this and future shows more accessible. The show will be interpreted through American Sign Language. Viewers will have the opportunity to pick up Braille or large print programs. Gory says, Because we want to make sure that when you're coming to see this, if part of Helen is in part of you, that you get to have that moment of, oh my gosh, I I see myself in that. She says the musical theater space can be unwelcoming to those with disabilities, and she's excited to work with a company driven to change that. Kelsey Shelton, WBHM. Upper Birmingham is a program sponsor on WBHM, but our news and business departments operate independently.